They didn't realize we were seeds. They didn't realize you were seeds. They open doors so others can walk through them. Your legacy is every life you have ever touched. I'm Stella Sagliari, and this is Salt the Podcast. Welcome to Salt the Podcast. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. My guest today is Jade, full name Joanna, who is a 23-year-old multifunctional artist from Amsterdam. Joanna makes music, creates beats, sings, creates art, works as a model, and studies at the Hermann Brood Academy in Utrecht, the Netherlands, to be a music industry professional. Regarding her music, Jade feels most at home in neo-soul, with some R&B influences. She started her music career in 2018, and her motto is to be honest about your feelings. Her songs talk about trauma, heartbreaks, and other things we experience as people, things that are part of our journeys. Jana finds it important to share those things, talk about them, and connect through those with each other. Through her art, Jana wants to play her part in changing the world and bringing hope. In this beautiful conversation on a Friday evening that felt like a gathering and very intimate chat with a wonderful soul, we spoke about music and beats as a faithful companion in Joanna's life, music and modeling as a means towards healing Joanna's inner child. We spoke about our bodies and how they remember trauma and how injustices are stored in our body cells. We talked about spiritual practices art as healing. We talked about creating and producing in a non-capitalist way, the importance of community, our love languages, our mothers, and we listened to one of Joanna's songs. So everybody listening, enjoy hanging out with us. Welcome to Soul the Podcast, Joanna. I'm very happy that you're here with us today. Hi, Stella. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Joanna? How would you like to introduce yourself? I would like to introduce myself as an artist. I think that creating things is a big part of who I am becoming as a person. I think that also having a certain philosophy uh, about life is something that I really want to discover um, because I feel as if life is sometimes a big weird thing that's just like happening to everybody and we don't really like talk about it but it's just happening um, and yeah I'm a person that wants to spend my time doing things that I enjoy with people that I love and uh, I think that's uh, me thank you so much and Taking what you just said, um, when we first talked to each other, um, you mentioned two things that are very important to you. And um, one of them is music yeah. or beats. Mm -hmm. um, you create music, you create beats. So how has music been a companion throughout your life? 
um, share a little bit your journey with us, the importance of it. What does it mean to you? I think that music has always um, been the thing that uh, comforted me throughout um, just hectic moments in my life. Like I have like vivid memories of things that happened in my life where I just put on music and I was just like crying or letting it out, thinking about what happened or, you know, just kind of like zoning out. And I think that music has always held my hand throughout things that I've went through. And when I started making music myself, it kind of like felt like the puzzle piece to yeah, my life, I felt as if my life started making sense the, the, the year I started making music myself and making beats as well. And just being able to also have a certain confidence in myself that I can also make and be part of something that's really beautiful. Um, and because of uh, the fact that it's music, I just felt like it was just kind of like fulfillment. I, like I felt like my purpose or something that I want to do for life, something that people don't have to pay me for, something that's like just me, you know? And I think that's that's what music is for me. And when did you start making music yourself? Uh, in uh, 2018, my uh, stepdad uh, gave me um, a computer in Ableton and I started making poetry like around the same time and my brother has always been and my stepdad as well they have always been into like making beats and stuff and I've always been a music fan but I never thought of making that myself and then I just started doing it and combining the two and uh, yeah that's how I started nice and I know you um have them also on Spotify so hopefully later we can uh, play something and uh listen to it and show it also to the audience mm -hmm. then you told oh no something that I actually wanted to say um, I always say because you say that music has been a companion for you and it started um, becoming more and more important through the hardships that you experienced and I it really resonates with me because I always feel like when I have a really bad moment there are two things that help me one is either music or going outside being like in the nature you know yeah. And then sometimes you're really like, I don't know, you have an argument with somebody or something makes you sad and then you're really in it and you, you cannot get out of it. And then sometimes mm. you say, why didn't I put on music? Why didn't I go outside? You know, I sometimes even say to my partner when we have an argument, mm. okay, next time we put music, okay? Mm -hmm. So it will help us to resolve it. Yeah. Mm. So um, yeah, it really uh, resonates with me, this this part of what you said. Mm. And um, Jana, you also told me that um, modeling um, it's also an important part of, of who you are. And um, we will also see later that you have so many facets. You make music, as you already said, you write poetry, you create beats, but you also create art. Um, uh, you paint, right? You also paint. And yeah, you're also a model. And um, I would like to ask you, what does it mean to you? And what are you telling the world um, through modeling? How do you want to be perceived if I look at your photos to me they are just incredibly beautiful and so expressive and just amazing um the ones that I've seen and and, and you are to me a 
beautiful person um, on so many levels. Um, so how would you like to be perceived through the modeling and what are you telling the world? Um, let's see how I'd like to be perceived as a model. I think that because of insecurity that I've had growing up in a mostly white country, I think that it has had some impact on the way that I looked at myself when it comes to role models or people you can relate to or people that understand the way that your facial features can be beautiful as many people have been bullied for having a bigger nose or a bigger lips uh, a different skin color or just other kind of like differences I think that I love to accentuate uh, my differences if that's the right word and just be myself um, because I feel as if yeah there are just lots of people in the world that have beautiful qualities that should be put out into the world you know and I think that that on itself is super healing because I feel as if that's how it should be you know I don't know if if there's another way to rule the world when it comes to like uh capitalism or communism stuff like that but I feel as if it would be super nice if everybody could do what they wanted to do and everything would still work and everybody could just be happy so yeah I'm telling the world and mostly little black girls I think that um they're beautiful that it's it's great and okay to be different to look different than other people and to feel and be confident because you are beautiful and yeah I think that that's what I really want to say because I feel as if I it's it's a it's a thing right now Every, everybody's like coming into like that version of themselves where they can be a model where they can be a producer where can where they can be somebody that you know talks with other people on a podcast uh, a designer stuff like that so it's really nice for kids right now to um, um, really be open to seeing yourself as something creative that you want to do or you think you're good at like drawing or singing for example but when I was younger I felt really not necessarily uninspired but really shy to see myself as somebody that could do something as the things I'm doing right now and the things I want to do with my life. So I think it's really nice for kids to have people that look like them do the things they want to do um, and, you know, be inspired by other people. So I think that's really nice. Yeah. What do you think helped you, let's say, get out of your comfort zone and, and entering into the modeling? And also you said, um, you felt kind of when you were younger restricted and, and you feel like now it, for the youth is different. What do you think has changed? I think my perspective towards taking action has changed. And that sounds really simple and really logical. And it is. I just started doing the things that I like to do because at some point in my life, it clicked that if I want something, 
I can go after it and go get it. And if it takes some time, that's fine. But if I just go and get better at the things that take me there, I'll eventually get there. So, yeah. I, because uh, now I've lost it. <laughs> because of what you said before, um, that you want to be a role model, especially to young black girls. And you mentioned also the, the fact of I look different. I find what you do extremely important because you are um, through your work and through your photos and through everything that you are producing. And I'm not using producing in a capitalist manner, but in the in the sense of creating, you are an artist, such a like a multifaceted artist on so many levels. You are breaking this idea of there is a norm of this white, skinny, blonde model with no moles and no hair and uh, like no hair, I mean, body hair. Um, that has to look a certain way and um, yeah it, it's super important what you do and, and other um, black women um, and also of course if we go also into other communities you see now um, more uh, fat women in, in modeling queer people disabled um, people of course it's still not enough but um, I hope that in the future we will not anymore say oh because I look different because it always implies that the white, blonde, skinny woman is the norm, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so it's 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 so crucial what you're doing because you're really breaking this white supremacy way of looking at the world. And um, for everybody listening, have a look at her photos. They're just brilliant. And I have to say it again, you are so beautiful. Like, yes. Likewise. I really Thank appreciate you. you as well. Thank you. I... Um, I I was already thinking of like like thanking you and Lika for also doing the things that you do because I feel as if there should be more um, like awareness when it comes to like community also, but also sharing, uplifting and just, yeah, connecting, you know, so... Thank you for that as well, because I really think it's just really important to like work on community and the way that people feel, the way that people share things with each other. So, yeah. yes, thank you. Maybe for the audience to know, we uh, got to know each other through a common friend. Her name is Lika. Um, she works, uh, among other things, uh, a lot with the youth. And uh, I had a conversation with her and one of her, um, yeah, something that is very close to her heart and also close to my heart is amplifying the, the voices of the younger generation, but especially of young Black girls. So um, she recommended um, Joanna to me, and uh, yeah, I'm happy about it. Me too. And Joanna, um, we've already said it, that music and modeling, and you've also kind of already uh, said it yourself, um, have been a way for you to heal yourself. Um, to express things that um, were stored in your body and, and they couldn't come out. So I would like to dig a little bit deeper into that by um, connecting it with a few different topics. And one of them is your inner child. Yes. Let's see how, how I connect those things with my inner child. Yes, but I'm not putting any, uh, I mean, there's not, not one way to answer the question. It's really because I remember when we first met, you talked about healing your inner child. And I was like, um, I wish I had even known the word inner child at the mm -hmm. age of um, at the age of 23, because I heard about the inner child 
that I need to heal my inner child. And I met my inner child at the end of my 30s. So it's really recent. And you talked about it. And I would like to know how it's connected to the music, the modeling, the the artistic part of you, but also in general, because you said there was so much stuck in my body and it was just there. It was stored. Yeah. When it comes to just um, also connected to why I model when it comes to what I'm projecting into the world, I really didn't like the way I looked when I was younger. I was very uncomfortable with my body. I am short. I'm a bit skinny. I was a bit muscular. I'm still a bit muscular because I swam a lot when I was younger. And I was just very uncomfortable. And when I look at, let's say, around 7 till 16 or something. So for me to, like, take pictures or be on pictures or just look at really look at myself and not think uh I look ugly or I look weird or people don't like me because you know I don't look like this person or that person or my hair doesn't like look like this or that I was just very unhappy with myself so when I'm modeling right now I really feel as if I'm freeing that person or that that version of myself by just expressing yeah myself through my body and I think that also like doing sports and doing things with your body is a really nice way of expressing yourself but also like letting things out and you know like the thing that's really hot right now is yoga and just letting energy out or just stretching you know like the trauma we talked about it's stored in your body the things there's a book that comes up in my head right now like the body keeps the score it's about like you know how trauma is stored in your body and I think that releasing that is so important because it's really not something that people know that much about so you could be walking around with like a sore part of your body and you keep going to the doctor and they don't really see anything or there is not really really anything going on but it could be trauma that's hurting you and it's that's something energetic or something that is a bit uh, more difficult than just like looking and feeling and going to the doctor and having them confirm that it's something like a broken bone or something I don't know so yeah I think that just being myself and letting myself flow in front of the camera and playing with the camera and not knowing what it looks like but just trusting that it's going to be cool in some way or you know is really healing to me um, because I get to look at myself as well like it is a cool picture and maybe it gets into a cool magazine or maybe it gets gets uh, put on a billboard for for a cool brand or something but at the end of the day it's like that little girl that felt so ugly and unseen gets to see that picture and gets confirmed like you're beautiful too you don't have to you know worry about I think that that it's really nice to look good but at the end of the day it's still about the thing that is inside and I feel as if you can really project the the thing that is inside by you know being nice to work to yourself and being kind to to other people so 
uh, at the end of the day, you know, it, it doesn't matter as much. It's still for me to see myself as something beautiful, somebody beautiful is really healing um, to me. So, um, yeah, that's the that's the modeling part. And when it comes to music or painting um, and music and painting equally, it's really nice to, to um, I, I talked about like feeling restricted as a kid or, you know, having uh, strict moments where you have to learn things or learning things in a way that you'd rather not. Um, it's really nice to let things go and just do things freely or just try something out, you know, without the feeling as if somebody's gonna, you know, be on, be on your fingers or, you know, correcting you and just like do things. And I think it's really nice when I paint and I don't really know what I'm going to paint, but I'm just starting and I'm just doodling things or I'm just doing something. And then I get an image in my head or, oh, this could be this or this could be that. And just letting that flow. Same goes for music, just like making mistakes or just trying stuff out and having a beautiful outcome is just really healing because it makes it kind of confirms that you can be a creator too and you can do that too and you're good at it because your judgment towards things has been really kind of strict I always felt as if things had to be perfect so when I looked at myself I wasn't happy but then I kind of could like how do I see that at some point I could kind of let that go beautiful and wonderful to 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 hear this journey of you and hear you reflecting about it and what i also like a lot what you said is because many times when we we buy a book or we buy a painting we see the result right we see the painting yeah. we see the book um the movie whatever yeah. but we don't hear so much about the process yeah And um, during my studies, my gender studies, um, we were reading Gloria Wecker. I don't know. I guess you know her. She's a Sudanese uh, professor, or she she's not anymore at Utrecht University, but um, she was teaching at Utrecht University. She's a feminist, a fierce feminist. She's an activist. Uh, she's just amazing. And um, she wrote this book, um, The Politics of Passion. And um, for this book, She uh, she went to Suriname where she did um, research. I mean, I, I don't want to now say everything now about the book, but within the book, she's also including her challenges that she had with the research, her own feelings, um, things that maybe she didn't expect and then they happened because she went there to analyze um, how women in Suriname have this, um, it's called Mati, if I remember well, and it's how women have sexual relationships with each other. And um, she describes there her own uh, research, but also how then she entered into relationships with women and things that she didn't expect. So it's not just the book that we read the, the result of it, but she also incorporated yeah. her own research, her own journey, her feelings, you know, mm -hmm. and you just described this. And, and I had to think about it because mm -hmm. many times we don't hear about the sweat, the tears, um, the kind of, okay, I start with not knowing what is going to happen and then this happens and it takes me there and I'm enjoying it. And this is really um, beautiful uh, what you shared. And also that you say on the one hand, of course, if I take a photo, it's nice if it 
ends up in a magazine or on a billboard or in yeah on a poster but you also said it's nice if I can look at it and say I'm beautiful and I can through that heal my inner child and it takes also a little bit away this because modeling at least most of the time is also portrayed as this very competitive job that is associated with eating disorders with drugs with competition with the skinny women right but you're also now um presenting to us a different perspective to it how for you it has been healing um healing your inner child looking at yourself and saying i'm beautiful and also feeling through my photos i'm being a role model to other black girls i'm making a change i'm disrupting um the mainstream images that we've been fed with you know so this is wonderful and um you already spoke about it and i mean we said it we say our bodies remember um sometimes we are in situations and then suddenly our bodies feel weird right i'm sure we've all experienced that we maybe we feel like we want to throw up or we get dizzy or we get we, we freeze um, or we fight back or we run away mm -hmm. um and it's because trauma is stored in our bodies mm -hmm. and can we talk a little bit more about trauma and your body yeah about the things that I went through personally that make me feel as if it's still with me. I think that um, in this, it's it's really funny that I'm I feel as if I've gained like not consciousness for the second time, but I remember like being young and like understanding that the world is something that I've been put in. And I have to listen to my mom, and I'm going to school and. I'm doing all this stuff and I'm just like going with the flow because I'm too young to really like understand how to like take care of myself. And now I'm taking care of myself, doing my own stuff. I feel as if I know where I'm going um, when it comes to what I want to do with uh, when it comes to work. And this like this voice of like voices uh like this voice of like um the speech of other people just like keeps like taunting me when i'm doing certain things or when i want to like connect with people or want to open up or um try something new and i am really like confronted with it and i feel as if i want to live without it because it keeps me stuck and it it and it it um it puts me in a position where i self sabotage and do stuff that make me think why did i do that it feels really familiar but the outcome is not something that i want to see right now maybe it's something that i use as a defense me me mechanism mechanism um but Can you give an example um let's see if i am in um a situation where i'm uh where i'm where i'm in a conflict with a friend i really feel as if i don't want to have contact anymore i find it really hard to rebuild something after something has like shocked a relationship i feel really anxious and i feel as if i have to leave and recently i have so that's why i usually don't have conflicts with people because i find it really hard to 
come back after that after that and recently i find myself in like uh situations where i have to or i feel like i have to express myself or i feel like i have to say no or say what's on my mind and it's not aligned with some somebody else's um opinion or things that they want to do and usually i am the person that goes along with somebody else to not have that conflict and now it's happened or it's happening and i find that i can forgive them afterwards after we talk and i feel as if i'm not as angry and then it's just okay again and we can laugh again and it's not as if like the connection is broken forever like it was just a moment and you know you're stronger after that and i feel as if that's um been really hard for me to understand but i feel as if i'm starting to understand that that's normal and sometimes you don't always agree with other people even though you love them and um that's just something you have to live with at times and i feel as if that's really something that i that i'm used to to just kind of flee and just let it be because i'm scared of handling it maybe um but yeah i think that um yeah mostly parental you know i don't know if i'm saying the word right parental parental uh things when it comes to um something that was also something that i've read already like giving and receiving love boundaries um let's see um physically physically having boundaries verbal boundaries i think that i have been through certain things with like mostly my mother where i feel as if i've been hurt and in a way that i find it hard to trust other people right now um and yeah those are just things that i feel are yeah still stored in me in my mind as well but also like in in the way that i yeah physically respond maybe or just like something that feels like a, a backache or um a cramp or something so uh, yeah when you when we go more into giving and receiving love what would you say there is it difficult for you i think that giving love never really has been a problem for me i think that communicating has been a big problem for me but showing the way that i care about somebody hasn't i feel as if also uh, relating back to my trauma maybe um i feel as if i've been or felt responsible to um be uh, observant um of other people Um, so people pleaser yeah kind of um and um yeah i think that receiving love also had a lot to do with the way that i looked to myself and the way that i treated uh, the way that i was treated that i might find it hard to understand that people could love me or wanted to give me something without ha- wanting something in return or um yeah just wanting to see me happy i guess um so receiving love has also been a journey i'm still on um 
I feel as if I'm very um, hardcore in a way that I teach myself something. So if somebody's like wanting to give me something right now, I would accept it wholeheartedly and felt feel like guilty or um, like anxious or thrilled later. But I would just like accept it because it's happening. And then the things that I feel come later and I'm happy that I did it and I accepted it. And yeah, I'm just happy about it. So I feel as if I'm learning stuff quickly because I really want to learn. I don't want to feel shy about the things that, I, that I'm learning because if I want it, I can get it by doing it. So yeah, I think that. And um, you said um, connected to this, you also like to your own healing uh, journey. You also said that there are two things that you're doing or that have helped you one are spiritual practices so it would be great if you could share a bit more about that and also you've already kind of implied it and also given us example stepping out of your comfort zone and just doing it without having your brain telling you all these things because i always say our brain is our best friend whatever we tell our brain the brain will say yes you are ugly you're stupid you are not worth it mm -hmm. but we need to feed our brain uh, different things yeah. of course mm -hmm. and you told me that sometimes now i just do it I don't even give a lot of room, as you just explained, actually. I just take it. And then maybe later I feel like, you know, but yeah. uh, you also mentioned the spiritual practices. So yeah. if you could share a little bit more on that. Yeah. So, so there was this moment. I was raised by a Christian family. So I used to go to church when I was younger. Um, and at some point in my life i started to like really get not into conspiracy necessarily but more uh things that were like hidden from the public eye but like on on the internet or just things that other people were saying about certain things and at some point i started to like realize that you can like get a feeling from a certain thing when it's mentioned and when I started to think about like the church and just the way that Christianity was set up and not to disrespect anybody, but just the way that like worshiping works and also the rules as like, you cannot worship anything else. I just like, at some point I just felt like it was kind of weird because I feel as if it's a really personal experience and i don't think that there isn't a god or there isn't a jesus jesus necessarily but just the way it was set up and the way you can give the church money and the way that you can just there are just so many things going on that make me feel like this isn't this isn't about connecting yourself to the thing that may or may not have have has put you here you know so like there were just a lot of things going on that make me feel like i don't know something about religious Uh, being religious in that kind of way just doesn't sit right with me because there are just a lot of things going on that also have things to do with money and money is super 3d super this world so i feel as if it's just like kind of backwards in a way almost and um yeah so then i started to look at like things that were more like natural in a way as in like the elements or, you know, um, 
um, just love and feelings. And I feel as if I started to really look up ways to have like a more magical life. And I feel as if things that are simple, like you just said, like you're in the garden, you're plucking your own uh, grown fruit, you're eating them with your family and you're being happy, you're grateful and you just feel surrounded by love and that's it, you know, that's it, that's real. And I just felt as if like implementing those things and just like using my visualization or just like daydreaming about stuff or creating stuff really got me to like a better life. And I feel as if I appreciate life way more now that I feel as if I'm creating it by doing what I love and being happy about where I'm, where I'm at and doing something with the emotions I feel. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's the spiritual side. I started writing like at the, around the same time that I started making music and I really wanted to like change myself and be happy about who I am as a person. I just started writing down things like in a little book, things that I wanted or things that I could reprogram my brain with. After I read the book, uh, Think and Grow Rich, I started just writing down uh, things that I wanted, writing down things that I wanted to change, how I was going to change it. I started writing a lot and being grateful about the things that I had, even though I felt sad or even though I felt unseen or even though there were things wrong. I just started like being happy about, you know, my life and seeing the good. And yeah, that has really helped me, like besides praying and, you know, being religious, I feel so simple things like that. And just like, just maybe praying next to a candle or telling like the wind, your worries and visualizing like the worries of you or grounding yourself in into the earth or washing yourself with water and visualizing health or blessings or whatever i just feel as if those things are really tangible so yeah i think that that's what spirituality is to me and i just want more magic because i think magic is really nice so yeah beautiful maybe also for the audience because i see you while uh jana was talking she also hugged herself <laughs> and that was really nice to see And I also like that you mentioned the daydreaming. I love to daydream. Yeah. And it's so healing. It's just so nice. My partner always makes fun of me. And probably not even my friends know this, but I really, really love to daydream. And it's so healing when I have this, even if it's just five minutes where I can close my eyes and imagine something and it feels so real, you know, and then you get out of it. You feel like it really happened and it's so powerful. So yeah, absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. And Jana, what is a memory that you cannot forget and that had an impact in your life? Would you like to share this with us? Yeah, I was actually thinking about this question because I felt as if I didn't have one. But when you said that when you're daydreaming and you feel as if something has really happened after you stop daydreaming, I was thinking of a moment that I was in my mom's house. And I was, I think, singing my own music. And then I was singing a song of a band that I really like. And I was so sad. 
And I started singing the song and I was just like visualizing myself in front of a crowd with people that, are, that were listening to, to a song that I was singing or the song that I made. And I started to get so emotional. And then I started laughing while I was crying super hard and it felt so good. It was such a weird moment. And yeah, I, I went back to like just doing what I was doing, but I felt really good because I felt as if I really transmuted like energy and sent it out and said I'm not going to be sad I'm going to be happy because I'm going to do this with my life and I'm going to get there so uh, yeah that's something that I really uh, that's really uh, a moment that really stays with me because sometimes if you're if you're an artist and especially if you're writing lyrics sometimes you're writing about some something you don't know you're sad about or you do know you're sad about and you start like writing or you're painting or you're doing something that's creative and you start crying because it's something that was inside you and now it's out there and you can look at it and kind of yeah give it a place transmute it into something beautiful and that's it and that's really a memory that uh i will not forget because i feel as if that was the first time that i did that wow and it was a song that you wrote yourself Yeah, I was listening to music. Uh, I was listening to music that I uh, made myself, but I was listening to a song that's called Rental by Brockhampton. That's uh, a really kind of, yeah, up, not, not, not necessarily up-tempo, kind of smooth, but also a bit sad, I guess. I don't know. I just think it's a really pretty song. It's often when I see or hear or think things that I feel feel are pretty I cry so uh, yes yes and um Joanna mm. who has been your soul tell us about it I feel so salt or like being someone salt or being salt is everywhere so I can really take it from someone or say like this is like it for me but I feel as if being able to connect to somebody and learn salt from them or like just like being able to yeah like just just as with Lika I feel as if I've had like a lot of wounds when it comes to uh, relating to femininity because of the way I was raised maybe but I feel as if I could really find my place with her And that the, that that's possible to me. That is what salt is, like just connection, I guess. And love and being able to feel all that. And next to that, it's kind of cliche, but I think my mom as well, because um, the way that I've been through a lot she has probably been through a lot and more because of the times that are changing and I can do everything that I want to do, but she had to do other things and she had another life. So the way that she like sacrificed so much for me to, for me to be able, uh, for me to be able to do what I'm doing right now and her also learning how to love herself and how to be, um, you know, her and live life the way that she wants to. 
I think that it's um, yeah really nice because I am literally half of her and half of my dad. So sometimes when I'm doing stuff and or when I'm talking, I'm like, I'm just like my mom. That's crazy. <laughs> like I'm literally my mom. That's crazy. And that is so real. And I feel as if I'm so aware of that. And then when she talks about things that she always wanted to do in her life or things that she tried when she was younger or um, like just me doing that or me being interested in into the same things. Like my mom told me like stories about her wanting to learn French when she was younger and my dad would always find it weird, you know. Um, and I think I wasn't even born then, but I've always had this thing with like French, the language and like not necessarily the the place or other people, but like just the way the language sounds, you know, and I just feel as if it's because of because of my mom, you know, and I don't know. So I I even though relationships can be weird and not the way that people always portray it to be, she is still always and will always be like my favorite person and I love her so much and you know she did so much for me and still does does so much for me and I don't have to be um, a certain way or um, do certain things because she loves me the way that I am and of course I want to make her proud but even if I did nothing she would still love me because I'm a child and that's just so weird so Yeah. Unconditional love. Mm -hmm. I like what you said about the soul, that the, that the soul is kind of everywhere because also soul is everywhere, right? Yeah. It's in our yeah. body. It's in, 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 in the nature. Mm -hmm. It's in our food. It gives flavor to our food. And um, this was also one of the reasons why um, I chose the name. I mean, there are different reasons, but it's one of yeah. them. And salt can be kind of found everywhere, right? Um, when we cry, our tears um, mm -hmm. taste of salt as well. Um, so yes, and also what I like about your mom, what you said, um, because I think, of course, this is changing, but um, especially in the past, maybe your mom's generation, definitely my mom's generation, um, that women, once they were became mothers, they were just mothers. That's it. You're nothing anymore. You're yeah. just a mother. And mm -hmm. that means this and this and this. Yeah. And um, um, we often didn't uh, realize that our moms are still people who still have heartache and maybe um, get their heart broken by another person. They have their own trauma. They carry their own baggage. They've experienced their own suffering. They're grieving. They're doing all these things. And of course, they have a responsibility towards us, but it doesn't mean that they stop um, being human. And um, this is what I heard you saying, and I find this... Um, Yeah, I find this really, really beautiful and important. And you also realizing it because I also had a difficult relationship with my mom. And then at one point I realized that helped me actually towards healing. I realized certain things that she did were not because of me. It was her own pain, her own trauma, the things she experienced. And for me, being able to contextualize those things um, played a huge role in healing my relationship with her. Understanding that, you know, she lost her mother very young her father even younger when she was three she had a stepfather so a lot of things you know she became a, a, a migrant in a country but yeah that she didn't know and so 
this is really beautiful. Um, you also sharing this and um, being able to to see it also in your mom, and uh, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so I feel as if um, it's really important to yeah also look at people as people and um, forgive and um, yeah yeah really not take everything personally even though it can be really hard if you want to be an individual sometimes it's just not you sometimes it's what somebody else is feeling and it doesn't have anything yeah. to do with you how Absolutely. weird it could be uh, and it's also nice just to have community ha have friends around you that hold your hand mm. or like the post you shared i thought that was amazing i was which like, one oh today uh, yeah um yes like the um, i just often i dream about like all the people that i love just not necessarily on an island but on a nice warm place where the kids are like running around and everybody's doing their things outside yeah. and somebody's needed there and that person is good at that so they're doing that and just like have a beautiful community and just live and that really reminded me of what you shared because it would be so nice if somebody asked you if you could help them with something like so simple as like watching their kids or doing the dishes or helping them make their bed or uh, taking out their trash because sometimes it can be really hard and sometimes we have a lot of stress so it's really hard to do simple things and just to like show also love in uh, an act of service kind of way. I think that that's my love language is so important to me because it's so nice when somebody can like take the burden of your shoulder for a second, show you that they love you and you don't have to worry about it. And that's just really what I find nice when it comes to community. And yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm all for community solidarity And Lika, our common friend, she calls mm. it crew love. She yeah. also talks a lot about it. Yeah. Um, yes, and I also envision such a world. And um, I'm I'm really trying more and more to surround myself with um, people who who are like this. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. Like yesterday, for instance, my neighbor came. And she made a huge cake for us, mm. just like that. She yeah. brought it, and I said, "Don't you want to come in to have coffee?" No, mm. I just made this for you and your kids to enjoy. Yeah. The day before, my cousin came, and she cooked for us and she just yeah. brought us the, the meal you know because she says you have your kids you work mm -hmm. I cooked for you this is for you yeah. and um yeah just That's because these were two recent examples and I absolutely believe in that yeah the power of community solidarity being there for each other in mm -hmm. the simple moments like through these acts of service yes mm -hmm. what is your question for me Joanna mm -hmm. what is your love language Hmm. Um, physical touch yeah. and quality time. They're very close to each other. Mm. Yes, yes. And how would you explain quality time as a love language? Like what about it is so important to you? Mm, I just love people. I love spending time with people. Um, obviously not every people. Like mm -hmm. I choose my people. But um When I'm, let's say, when I have time with my partner, um, because obviously we work, we have our kids. So as a couple, you have less time together. And then if we have an evening together where we just sit, we talk with nobody interrupting us, maybe have a nice drink or where we just can hug each other and, and just be there for each other. You know, I feel afterwards so fulfilled. Mm -hmm. Or if I have 
um if i meet a friend like i have a very good friend of mine every time i go to her house she will cook something nice for us she will put candles she will put music and we will spend the whole evening together talking yeah. you know and mm -hmm. this is this is so beautiful and it's also i think one of the reasons why i created sold because this is quality time for me yeah. you know um us meeting at a certain moment um dedicating this time to each other talking mm -hmm. seeing where it takes us it is just beautiful mm -hmm. and um yeah for me it's a lot about connecting with people um through i don't know hanging out talking or watching a movie or going to a nice restaurant going to a concert yeah. going to the theater um having a drink together sharing a meal but just this this really the connection of being together you know this yeah. to me it's it makes me so happy and it gives me so much energy and yeah this i really really love it yeah mm -hmm. yes that's lovely thank you you're welcome two things mm -hmm. i have another question actually you have been drinking water throughout the conversation yeah. And you have a lot of stickers on your water bottles. So yeah. I'm like, what is this? I cannot see what is written there, but I want to know. <laughs> this is um this is my special hard water bottle. And um because water holds memory, because water is very important. Water is also like the way that we can transfer things through our body. Uh I sometimes like try to talk to it because I am this person that has so many things in my head of how I can try to better myself, my routines, my habits, um, and I'm not perfect. So there are a lot of things that just keep coming in and out and something that I have to think about or something that I recall. Um, but things that I want to tell myself um, in questions that I wrote down to kind of trick my brain into believing it i put it on the bottle with water and sometimes i think it or i just read it and then i drink the water so uh yeah can you share something with that that you've written there yeah. of course i want to know mm, why am i getting more intelligent with every sip that i take okay. and then my and then my brain thinks hmm reasons that i am intelligent and then i come up with reasons subconsciously um, instead of thinking, why am I so ugly and seeing, oh, my eye is a little higher or, oh, my teeth are so big or da, 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 da. You trick your brain into thinking, oh, why am I so beautiful? Why can I be positive? Why do I have reasons to be positive? And then your brain starts to think of reasons to be positive and more positivity comes into your life because that's what you're looking at. So that is, uh, yeah, that is uh, <laughs> what is in my bottle amazing thank you nice yeah and are you going to share some beats with us um let's Can you play see. something to uh as a closure to the podcast yes let's see um should i play something that i've made recently or should i play something that's a bit older because i've made things with other people and i I'm able to record where I um, where I'm at right now, but I don't do it as often. So I don't have a lot of things that I've made recently, like myself, 100%. It doesn't matter. You share whatever you want to share and you say whatever you want to say to it or you don't say anything. I'm. Uh, it, it's really totally on you. <laughs> okay. 
Um, I think that mm, I'm gonna share this song that um, I've made with a producer called No Flick um, in Utrecht, where my uh, school also is. And um, it is a song about kind of being in love with a girl that is very sweet. It's like what it's like to be, yeah, it's kind of like what it's like to be in love, yeah, with a girl and like the femininity of, mm, yeah, just, I don't really know how to explain it that well because it's, I I showed it to a friend and I was like, yeah, this is a song and it's about this and this. And they were like, why did you write this song about yourself? You know, and I was like, it wasn't like that. It wasn't like, I was trying to write a song about myself. I was not trying to write a song about somebody I know. I was just writing a song from a certain perspective, you know, like not that I've, I have a connection with a perspective, but it's just a perspective that I've liked, you know? So um, yeah, that's kind of how I can explain it. Um, but yeah, this it's called Sweet Tooth. It's like- Sweet Tooth. Yeah, like somebody so sweet that it's like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. too sweet. So um yeah, I have my boxes. If you can hear it. What's the best? Take it in. Tend to know. Feel the attraction. Why so fast? Also, I also always get like a bit shy when I show people like what I make for some reason. It's uh, it's not even that personal from my experience. Sometimes when you have a really personal lyric, it can be like kind of hard to like look at people if you're not performing it yourself when you're just showing it, you know. But um, yeah, so uh, so uh, it's good. Oh, thank good. you. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank I, you. Uh, and I like that you use the word intimate. Because yeah. One of the things that I like also to break, it's this whole idea about intimacy, you know, intimacy. It's something very beautiful, but it mm-hmm. can be so many things, you know. Yeah. It can be through music, can be, of course, physically, mm-hmm. can be through a conversation, can be through... Yeah, you can have the intimate connection with somebody because you believe in the same things. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and it, it, I like that you said intimate because also when you're intimate, you can get shy. I mean, in all kinds of levels. Yeah. So thank you for sharing the song, Jana. Thank you for being so honest um, with us today and really reflecting on on the questions. 
And I also want to share with the audience, um, and I shared it with John at the beginning. Um, we met in June. Now we have October. We uh, have been in touch throughout. We scheduled, uh, I don't know, two recording appointments, yeah. maybe two, three, I don't remember. Mm. Um, John, I canceled because uh, she wasn't feeling good. It was not the right moment. And uh, it's really in line with what she said earlier, setting her boundaries, saying, Today is not a good moment. I'm not ready to speak about certain things. And uh, of course, in that moment, I was like, but I want to talk to you. And then I thought, no, I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of her that she says, no, today is not a good day and we will not um, do it. And it was also nice for me to um, to keep chasing her and showing her, I really want to talk to you. Also yeah. for me not to just give up and say, oh, it will never happen. No, I was um, so scared as so, well. No, it was really beautiful. <laughs> and also for me, because I'm I'm doing this more and more now, mm -hmm. um, showing that, uh, no, I want to talk to you and I will keep bothering you. Mm -hmm. um, and it happened today. And I, I want to thank you for being so honest, really, and, uh, and reflecting on your responses and thinking about them and making us also today really part of you, this thought process, because... There were moments when you were thinking, pausing. And again, it's it's also connected to me, what you said earlier with your art. When you sit down, you don't know where it's going to take you. You start, you think, you reflect, you might stop, go back the next day. So I really felt this happen also today with our um, conversation. It was, a, it was a free flow. And um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, I will share, of course, uh, all the information about Jana on, on my social media and my website. Make sure to check out her wonderful photos, her beats. Follow her on Instagram. And um, I'm expecting a photo of the water bottle, the lyrics, and some photos also of your art, um, which I will also put uh, on, on the social media. And yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, share it with your friends, your network, your community. And if you want to connect with Joanna, you can uh, do so. So thank you so much, Joanna. Thank you so much. Something that is loved is never lost. I'm Stella Sagliari and this is Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast. Salt the Podcast.